Hey, 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 it's resident postie Russell here. Ian, Liam, Georgia and Ethan. I have a special delivery for you. Sign here, please. I can now officially announce that you've got mail. Hello and welcome to our BFE mailbag of this quarter. I'm the mail person delivery guy, I guess. After Russell, I'm Ethan. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. And I'm Georgia. If you can't tell, I really stumbled because I forgot the word for uh, delivery man. So we're, <laughs> we're off to a really good start. Here. Remember when I say Ethan could do what I do? Yeah. <laughs> Want to go back in time, change that. Well, I'll tell you what, we could do this in post-editing. Yeah, 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 yeah. change this in post, there we go. Go ahead, buddy. So, yeah, uh, what we do here is because uh, we put out a uh, tweet saying if you use the hashtag AskBFE, uh, you can ask us a question and we'll just ask, answer and talk about it. Kind of like when we did our BFE off-topic, off-scripted. I wasn't there for that, so I can't remember the full name. Uh, it was just BFE off-script, and that one we just kind of turned the mics on. We didn't even have a plan. Yeah. Oh. So this one, there was a bit of a plan, hopefully. It was a roadmap of yeah. questions, which I'm sure Ethan got about 60% of them down on a sheet of paper. <laughs> I have at least two well. of them. Yeah, excellent. Okay. <laughs> Well, then, Ethan. Uh, so I'll I'll just because we've got about thirteen or fourteen questions, so we've got a, a decent Ooh. chunk. So I'm going to start off with our with our delivery man, Russell Osborne, and he says you're in charge of booking a three uh, a brand new three day music festival. Who are your three fantasy headliners? Choose you can choose past, present, or current acts and singers. Ooh, I mean Queen. Dead, yeah. As in the band. Ooh. As in the band. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Queen, absolutely. Because okay. they put on her hell of a show, didn't they? Yes, they do. I was yeah. wondering if we should draft. We should do like a t- <laughs> if someone takes one, you can't take them. I know who I want. I want Queen, I want ACDC, and I want ABBA. Nice. Diverse. Okay, so who's taking... She also Duran Duran. Who's headlining <laughs> night three, though? Who's your big headliner? Oh, the big, big one out of those three. Out of those three. I mean... So who's doing Friday, warm everybody up? Who's doing Saturday, we're halfway through, and then who's doing Sunday? This is the big one. Who would I pick or who would be culturally correct to pick? No, the question you had was, who's your fantasy three-day lineup? So it's up to you. Um, probably put it... Oh, I know, I just love ABBA. Um, probably, though... Do you put, like, the worst in the middle or... Not the worst, but, like... I'd probably put, I'd put my, my, my worst on Friday because people are just happy to be there. I don't know. It feels uh, weird to probably, say one of those you're going to say is the worst. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably ACDC. ACDC is good Friday night. Yeah. Oh, queen. Get, get him warm. And then, and then ABBA for your finale? No, ABBA, Queen. ABBA and then Queen. Yeah, yeah good, 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 good. Either one of those two were, were the right choice for, for yeah. Sunday. You're fine. Alan? Okay, so for my Friday, I'd probably have for a warm-up act, I'd have Elvis Presley. Wow, okay. Yeah. Get the old crowd going. Uh, on the Saturday, I would have... Oasis. Okay. And I'm assuming you're doing this in Britain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Nebworth. There you go. Or Kings in uh, Festival 2. Yep. Festival 2. <laughs> Atomic Kitten. Yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> and on the Sunday, top, top liner, I've always wanted to see them perform live and I'll never see it now because two of the members are dead. Um, Pink Floyd. Okay. Pink Floyd would be my top band I'd love to see. Um, who do you got playing Friday night? Friday night, I have Elvis Presley. Okay. So f- so my, my festival can run at the same time as yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll do a different location. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like Live Aid. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> on Friday night, I'll have Oasis. 
Hey, Oasis nice. are going to open up. Ooh. Nice bit of young energy on the Friday night. Because yeah, I'm, nice. I'm, I'm going to get progressively older as I go along. Oh, okay. But I'm, I'm having all these people in their prime. Because I think that's the gimmick we're looking for. Yeah. Is dead or alive, yeah. you can do whatever. Dead or alive, you're coming yeah. with me. Saturday, <laughs> I'm going to go. I know it's not. I know not, they're not the coolest name in, in, in rock and roll. I don't really care. Um, it's are it, they Canadian band? No, it's, you, you and I went and saw these guys together. I'm going to go too. put you two up on the, on the stage on the Saturday. Fair, fair. And then I'm gonna, I thought you'd gone for them on the Sunday. And then I'm going to be the only person. <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna go Sunday bloody Sunday <laughs> but no I'm gonna have that headlined by um I mean whatever act could there be I'm two-thirds of the way through their documentary on on Disney plus it, it's the Beatles ah, closing the show on yeah. Sunday in all of its in a set that 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 covers the entirety of of their of their their run including anybody who continued on you john lennon can do a, you know lennon, yeah. a couple songs harrison can do a couple songs ringo can do a couple songs you yeah. have mac can do a couple songs and you bring them all back for in the call come back for the big uh, encore and their sergeant pepper outfits and the only question you've really got is what song do you send them home on and does it have to be hey jude I don't know if there's any other option. Yesterday, I don't know if there's any other option. <laughs> Yesterday, no, because you know Paul, Paul could do that for a little. Everyone could definitely do like two minute, like two to three song yeah. solo bit. Mm. Like it's gonna be like like the last one's gonna be like a three hour set because you're going to have the Beatles, then you're going to have each one come along and do their own thing, I and then I'm bringing the Beatles back for the encore. I thought about the Beatles, and I thought about the Stones and all that, but, you know, I'm just going for bands that I just, I don't know. Ethan, who's on your K-pop three-day yeah. festival? <laughs> I love that you think I listen to K-pop, but I've never actually heard it. I just know who they are. Um, I This is really difficult, because... I don't like him as a person, but I think musically and performance-wise, he's amazing. I'm going Kanye West. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, no, no uh, a for good the, choice for, the, for a festival. Yeah, for the first night, I think Donda's great. I think Jesus Walks is, like, one of the best songs I've heard ever. Um, my day two, I'm getting much better, and I, I'm really torn between these. <laughs> there you go, Kanye. <laughs> day one sucks, but on day two. <laughs> the man's insane, but oh. he makes good music. Um... <laughs> I'm going My Chemical Romance because I love Gerard Way and I get that you can get the modern stuff he did and just My Chemical Romance. And, you know, that's such a that was such a 2000s thing. Like everyone loves that. And the final night I'm going I'm I'm changing. Every, it's a complete tonal shift. I'm getting David Bowie. Yeah, oh, like that. you you just get song after song. You can have dancing in the street. You can oh, I, think I, of what you can I, do with I, costume and things like that. Yeah, and that like that's the thing. I'm thinking performance. My Chemical Romance yeah. are great for performance and song. The same with Kanye West, but David Bowie, man, it was between him and Elton John. But David, Elton Elton John. David Bowie, my man. sister just went and saw Elton John like three, three days ago. Oh. Yeah. Oh, in Toronto, nice. yeah, his last year twice. He's oh, never, never did. I want to know mm. who. On the audience, whose who's festival they'd be more likely to go to. There we go. We'll put That's that up there. One. We'll put that up there. Whose festival would you be more likely to see? We'll remember that in <laughs> yeah. post, and we'll put some out. I that. think I think your guys's <laughs> festival is slightly like is nowhere near as disjointed as mine. No, yours is know, more comprehensive. But yeah. 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 Next up, buddy. Uh, next, we have Carlo from the movie Loot. Love Carlo from the movie Loot. And he says, uh, "If money was no issue, where would you travel to? Everywhere." I'd love to see the world. Where, where, would, you, where would you go first? Yeah, that's a. I've always in that one because it's a. It's kind of a bit of a cheat answer. It's just America, but like all of America, 
no, it's I hear so you. diverse. Mm. No, I'm going to do that too. I would do yeah. like, I would get in like a camper van Me or too. whatever. And I would just do like Route, Route 66. 66. I would oh, go I across. I've, yeah. I would just eat and drink my way across the stage yeah. and just exactly. experience. Yeah. I yeah. wanted go to west do a food east tour of 66. And north to south. I'd want to go I'd east. Zigzag. Yeah, I'd go down. I'd start in like New York, go down the eastern coast, then come back up Texas and try and go up across the Midwest. Exactly. And then I'd come down. I'd either go or either go down into LA and then drive up all the way to Alaska. Oh, that'd be cool. All the way through Canada, the whole nine yards. Canada, or I'd go to Seattle and then I'd hit down south and fly out from LA. Nice. So there's a few options there. Yeah. Just yeah. But also, I'd love to see parts of Africa as well because it's just so and India and those sorts of places because they're so different from here. Whereas a lot of mm. America is quite similar to here, is in it's yeah. westernized. I'd love to see somewhere like India, Pakistan, like somewhere see, like that that's so different. Mm. I, I'd like to live in New Zealand for a year, from being honest. I'd love to go to New Zealand. I've yeah. always I wanted hear it's to. Bigger. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, it's got a very low uh, population density, and I like space. Yeah, yeah. I like space and, and so Yeah, so and if she- I could have a decent funded jobs, which teaching can sort of get me into a no right situation, then it's about just yeah, just find me a place and just give me some space and leave me be. I'm in the middle of the country, but I'm just saying, just don't be stacked on top of each other. You mm. should do that. Not huh? that I'm trying to get rid of you, but, <laughs> like, but like, I think you sh- if you genuinely want to do that, there is nothing stopping you from doing that. No, it's it's it's, it's a thing. Well, yeah. It, mm. It's a it's good cool. summer trip, yeah. but to be fair, actually, that's the difficulty. Summer trip for us would be winter trip there. Yep. So, like, yeah, yeah. I have a colleague who just went back for a few weeks. Actually, mm. Mm. Yep. I also too Sim. would like to do the Americas. Um, Americas, America, America. Um, I was thinking states yep. <laughs> and America. Um, I'd like to do the lot. I've done a few, um, and I loved every moment of every one of them. And I'd still like to go back and do more. I'd like to do Texas more than anything because I like the whole idea of the horseback country music. America's just so diverse. Like, yeah, it's weird to think because if you if you live in if you live in Manchester or you live in London or you live in Cornwall or you live in Liverpool, the cities are all the same. Yeah, for the most part, there's, there's a fairly homogeneous sort of thing. You walk yeah. down the search, you're going to eat the same food. You might call a bread roll something different, but you're, yeah, you're all yeah. eating bread rolls. The, the biggest thing is, you know, what are you putting on your fish and chips? You're putting gravy, you're putting vinegar, you're putting ketchup. Like, that's really all we're talking about here, right? Yeah. Curry sauce. Curry sauce, yeah, things like that. Vile. So really small differences. Whereas you go to the States, like, mm. everything changes. Everything. Yeah. Fashion, music, Palettes, food, yeah. spice types. Obviously, you're going to eat a lot more more um, um, seafood in the, in the Northeast and a lot more sort of hearty sort of that stuff. You go down South, it's going to be the same sort of seafood, but it's a lot more spicy and Creole. And you go across, oh, it's it's just insane. And they all, it's so important to their individual sort of uh, statehood. Mm-hmm. I was genuinely oh, absolutely. pricing up a trip to LA the other day because because <laughs> Starkid are doing the show in February, like half term. Wow. <laughs> and I was genuinely looking at like, what would it cost me to aren't go- you, Aren't to- you going to France? Yeah. Okay. So I was looking at like the possibility of getting, because I was doing Saturday to Wednesday for France. I was like, what would it cost me to do Thursday to Monday? Oh, you would crash. LA. I would crash so hard. <laughs> but like, it, the answer is 400 quid fi- flights to see. It's <laughs> weird that you mentioned France because France is one of the places I've always wanted to go. Uh, three times I've tried in my life and never made it. Uh, Ethan, do you, do you get your answer yet? Uh, well, I can't even say I'd like to do Route 66. I'd love to go to New Orleans, but uh, one one place I've never been in my life, and I feel I probably should because it's where New my Zealand? grandma was from. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's Czechoslovakia or Czech Republic now um, because that's where my grandma came from. She was an evacuee during World War II that came to the UK and never, ever got to go back home. Wow. 
and just out of like intrigue and personal history i'd like to just just go there and sort of see if i can discover anything about about my family's past because that's a very undiscovered area uh for me personally and also it's czechoslovakia czech republic i think it'd be be really interesting to see now i hear prague's a beautiful city yeah Mm, i'd love to go I'd like to go to Finland as well, but I'm probably going to Finland in like a couple years. Same with Ghana. So, cool. like, this is something I think. <laughs> well, no, it's because my, my girlfriend's Finnish Ghanaian, which is a, a really interesting combination. Mm. But like, I can, I, I'm assuming I'll, I'll probably go to both at some point. So, what about you, Ian? I'll give my. I do Route 66. I do that oh, whole you thing. Do, you do yeah. Route 66. Yeah. Oh, not Route 66, but just I just want to go across the states. Just yeah, put yeah, me in a that, car and let me just nice. drive place to place and just eat my my my, my way across the country. Should we do that one? Just a, just a month. Just Harry Bikers did this amazing across. documentary I'm, about I'm Route 66 doing, food. I'm planning on doing my MA in somewhere in America. Well, there you go. Well, so Liam we'll we'll and I will come visit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. What's up next, buddy? Uh, next, we have Nate the Great. Hey, Nate. Thanks a lot. Hey. And he says, uh, interesting, we sort of talked about this like ever so briefly about the concept of uh, when we did our last film review, which was about time, because Nate asks, uh, what's your comfort movie? <laughs> Tangled. Oh. Staying alive. I think Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Princess Bride. There's, there's my three. Mm. Oh, three. Well, just it can't be the same one every time. I, I, you know. Oh yeah. Ask are. me tomorrow. It'll be something else. I mean, you just yeah. you know. Lethal weapon. Because if you overdo one of them, it just um, maybe it's different for men. I don't know. Because my sister would always just do the same one over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, no. But for me, no, some 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 combination of that. Uh, mine changed. It used to be Star Wars, um, but Ooh, shocker. I I know, I know. Uh, no, I think it's because I've watched it about four times in the last week and a half, uh, and it's Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I don't. It just the 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 big colors and the bright lights really just make me feel happy right now. And take that dopamine. <laughs> yeah, they give me the dopamine rush I need, and it's a re- it's a really tight film for me. I really like it. It makes me happy. Like it, I love Spider Man, and I love. Uh, all of the artists that do the music so i it's a good combination actually i'll pick a genre because i tend to like my car chase movies yeah, I, love a, I love a good car chase movie yeah. Fashion point dirty mary crazy larry i, I think the thing of that comfort movie is that one you come back to when you've had a bad day whatever the thing is so what's that thing that cheers you up that brings you hope that yada yada oh little miss sunshine i should have said that too jace that's yeah. a good one yeah there's a whole bunch but you can see there's a sort of vein i go for Usually, usually independent I, comedy. Yeah. Mine is really specific. Like, I, mine's not. It doesn't even branch into other Disney films. Like, mine is quite specifically Tangled. Um, yep. I don't know why. It just, I just like it a lot. I like Tangled. Yeah. If it's a film I thought I've spoken about on um, your next favorite movies podcast, it's probably going to be one of those. Uh, but next, we have Dwayne Smith, a Dwayne the poet laureate. Smith. We haven't talked about the Poet Laureate thing for a while. So. <laughs> yeah. For anybody who's wondering what this is about, Dwayne won a, we did a poetry contest once. <laughs> Dwayne won. I, I didn't come in third. <laughs> I think it was Danny who came in third. Yeah. Yep. Dwayne's just uh, the best. Dwayne asks, what is something that no one knows about you? Oh, jeez. This one really stumped that me. When no one knows? Me. Yeah. Well, like, no one, I guess, that either would listen so, like, I guess something that we might know, but, like, that we don't really... We've never spoken okay, about on I've the got, podcast. I've got one. Okay. Um, and I, you guys know about it, but probably quite frequently forget about it. And anyone who's on the 
Patreon who sees Georgia reacts will probably now go back through those videos and go, really? I have got a birthmark right oh, in yeah. the middle of my forehead. Um, it is in the shape of a V. It makes me look like a demon child when I was really little because it was really prominent when I was like first born and like until I was like seven or eight, it was really prominent. Um, but it only comes out now if I'm like really tired or really sick. So like my, like I get like this red V shape right between, yeah, I can see it now. right between my eyebrows. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not hundred percent at the moment, which is why it's probably slightly visible. But yeah, so if you go back through the videos and things, it is there, but people go, no, every time I point it out because they don't, like it's just you don't see it until you it's yeah. out. so if they go there's something people don't know a lot of people miss on me actually we're talking about body parts and stuff people miss my little fingers yeah my little fingers are bent like oh they're, like they're wow been, they are too like they've been broken that's insane yeah was, i remember i, I first noticed when i had to hold your hand in a show and went oh did you <laughs> yeah. wow oh okay george Most just physically miss- recoiled everybody <laughs> no, it's, no it was because i went and held your hand i think it must have been this one and because it bent inwards i thought i'd hurt you oh okay and then it would no it just turned out your fingers yeah, like most that. people miss it but yeah i have really prominent bent little fingers bent like, inwards yeah like inwards like they've been broken mm. okay uh, Ethan, I'm struggling. So you go, if you got something, yeah. You can go so ahead. am I. I. I guess, like, I don't know. Um, I. And you've already I, played the Dead Dad Club this episode. Yeah, yeah I can't yeah, do cool. the Dead Dad. That was last Club episode. Anymore. Yeah, I've, I've I've spoken about like my identity on here loads of times. I don't know. I really collect. Uh, I, I guess a project I've started doing is I've been chronicling every single Marvel comic book that ever came out because I have no life right now. <laughs> Um, which is an inch so like from 1939 to now and i'm at like 8,000 that are on my list i've read like 12 um yeah that's my life right now i, I think i'll show you my mental health okay I- i've written about 15 songs that are sort of half in a state of completion i've always thought one summer i'm together and actually try and record something if i can get decent enough instrument recording sort of stuff that'd be cool to put something oh, down yeah. um that's about it yeah stuff i've been working on literally since i've been 18 some of them and, do you need uh, any backing? Because me and your voices blend really <laughs> they well. Do, they do. Let me get the demos done. <laughs> they do, though, don't um, they? Yeah, they do. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, I do know how hard it is to get you to do get on the melody, even when you know the song, though, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I know what a new creation to do. So there, there's something, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Mm, I didn't know interesting. that. Interesting. Yeah, there we go. That, was, that cool. was the challenge, wasn't that's it? That's a really yeah. cool fact. Uh, next, we have... You might need to get your button, because it's your sister... <laughs> oh, okay. I, I hey, it's your sister. <laughs> there are banks of them. We're just lucky I had the, the yeah. bank yeah, that was right lit right up from right. Reverend Bruce in the last episode. That's brilliant. Uh, and Kirsty, she says, if you could be the personal assistant to any world leader in a movie, who oh, a movie, you choose. Okay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, Queen Cl- Clarice from uh, Princess Diaries. Okay, absolutely. She's it's played by Julie Andrews. Yeah. How could you not? Hmm. Any world leader. A queen is never late. Everyone else is simply early. Mm. Or is she the one that's... She's very demanding, actually. She she arrives exactly when she she decides she wants... I can't remember what the quote is. I think that's Gandalf. Yeah, that's that's real similar to a wizard is never late. A wizard is never late. precisely what he means. So she is a queen is never late. Everyone else is simply early. There's a lot of crossovers. Uh, wor- wor- world like leader. That. World leader doesn't have to be royalty. I can do presidents. Yeah. Okay, here's what I want to do. I want to work Ooh. for Michael Douglas in The American President. Ooh. When they sat around doing like all those like, you know, like super like, you know, 
I do this for the, for the for the good of the American people, and like it's all like that Aaron Sorkin-y, like this is for the good, for the for the for the, for the honor, for the for the symbol of what this country was and can be. That would just be really insight inspiring to be around all the time. I talking to presidents actually. I think I'd Bill Pullman in um, Independence Day probably a flying shotgun with him. Exactly. How <laughs> cool would that be? Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll go with that's, that. That's me all over, isn't it? Ethan. I'd love to hang with Hugh Grant's Prime Minister. I just feel oh, like yeah, he'd, be, like, he'd be a good guy just to have a chat Once with. he finds his backbone. Yes. Yeah. Not, once, oh, not the first I'd half love... of the movie when he won't do anything. <laughs> to be fair, I feel Billy Bob Thornton as the president would be a really interesting chat too, but Jeez, maybe... You'd, you'd just be yeah, smuggling girls well. out of the yeah, office all the time. <laughs> Hugh Grant, I think I could, I could have a, a fun chat with him. Uh, next, we have Kat Arnett. And, oh, Canadian cat. Hey. Yeah, Canadian cat. And she says, actors sometimes break into Hollywood with a dozen roles over a couple years. People like Jessica Chastain, 13 uh, roles in three years. Colin Farrell has 10 in three years. And Jennifer Lawrence had nine in three years. Who do you think has had the greatest debut in film? Wow. Ooh. Yeah, I saw that one and I, I was like, shit. I'll give you guys some time to think because it's one of my short lists I can go ahead and throw in there. Okay, I, I'm. I might have to bow at this because I'm really awful with people and what they've been in. I'm gonna go with. I can't. Well, I can't remember his name all of a sudden because I said I'll go first. That's why. Um. Oh. Oh. oh what's his name? Um. Snape. Alan Rickman. Oh, Alan Rickman, yeah. Die Hard. Yeah, good one. That's yeah. a great debut. Is is she asking like multiple what multiple I, things they did as like? I a, think it's their single yeah. their single uh, okay. debut. So I think it's I think it's a mix of both, like multiple. Can you read? The, can you read the last bit of it? Uh, yeah. So Ooh. she mentions uh, Jessica Chastain having three roles in thirteen years, Colin Farrell with ten roles in three years, and Jennifer Lawrence with nine roles in three years. Who do you think had the greatest debut? So they break into Hollywood. Debut technically means one yeah. thing. One film, yeah. I, yeah, breaks into Hollywood with a dozen roles over a couple of years. So I think it's who had like the best uh, string of like films. It's weird because I hate to get pedantic. Yeah, the, word, the word debut yeah. means something. Yeah, debut. Um, yeah, as opposed to the best start of theirs. Uh, I'll give you another one. Who was really, really strong was um, Jai Ho, Dev Patel, Slumdog Millionaire. Oh yeah, love Dev Patel. Yeah, he wasn't very nice in real life. Uh, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard he that. Wasn't, no. Yeah, I heard and talked to a few people when I walked by him, and he was very demeaning. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, very demeaning. Um, debut probably Brad Pitt in Thelma and Louise. JD, yeah, it's hard because it's probably his first acting role in a film ever. Probably his first one of note. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. That's why it's so hard. And he fought over that with George Clooney. Did he really? Yeah. Um, I want to. I want to say Hugh Jackman because he had like a string of bangers out the gate. Like, because he really gets the... Because he does Oklahoma, then he does yeah. X-Men, and then he starts doing, like, proper serious movies, and eventually does, like, Prisoners and... Okay, here's one. Why, why haven't I thought of him? John Travolta. Uh, Carrie. Yeah. Sad Night Fever. Grease. Three yeah, bangers off the... Yeah. yeah, 76, 77, 78. So, yeah. yeah, it's hard, because is it for... I have no idea. So I'm going to take everybody's word for almost everything. Um, Best debut debut? Sean Passard in Mank. <laughs> I second that. <laughs> Luke, I'm uh, sorry, um, Mark Hamill? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just a thought. In a little film we like to call Star Wars? 
Never heard of it. Yep. But not on New Hope yet. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, Mel Gibson, oh, oh, oh. Ju- um, I'm going to give you one here, Georgia. How is it not on the short list, Julie Andrews and Mary Poppins? I didn't know that was her oh. first role, but yes, then absolutely Julie Andrews and Mary Poppins. Yeah. Is that oh, her first debut, is it? She done stage beforehand. Stage. Yeah. Oh yeah, same, she wanted, same with Hugh, Hugh Jackman. She wanted to do uh, My Fair Lady, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. And so she went and done Mary Poppins instead. And as and you talked, Eliza Doolittle. And as yeah. we talked about Mank, it, it would behoove us to bring up what Mank was based off of. Oh, yes. Orson Welles and okay. Citizen Kane. Yeah. yeah. So uh, some mm. ones there. Uh, they don't. If it's singular debut, then that's it. If it's uh, if it's uh, if we got it wrong, Cat, uh, and it's supposed to be like the best like early two year run, let us know, and we'll and we'll and we'll fire it back up for next time. Yeah. If yeah. it's early two year run, also Oscar Isaac, because he was he was just in a lot. Uh, but next we have either Danny or Drew from It's a Musical, and one of them says. If you could go back in time and cast yourself in any film, what would it be <laughs> and what role would you play? Liam cannot say Grease to no. make this more interesting. Bugger. Hang on there. <laughs> Mary Poppins. Title role. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. It's hard because you oh, want to okay. put yourself in a movie that's really good, but I'm like, could I do a better job than that person? Probably not. I know what I'd do. Okay. I'd do Rebel Without a Cause, the James Dean part. Okay. Just because that was the, the opening movie that absolutely inspired me with movies, I think. Hmm. Well, there's a paradox there, then, because if you go and do it, then who inspired you to do it in the first place? <laughs> I want to have some fun. Beethoven's fifth. I want to have some fun. I'll be Vince Vaughn's part in Wedding Crashers. <laughs> nice. I'll nice, just do that nice. and just, just riff and improv. I love... Anybody's been on stage with me. Those, those, I love a good improv. Those two are brilliant together. Yeah. So, <laughs> Owen Wilson and I have to build up a chemistry, but we'll get there. I say, I would pick Mary Poppins because I'd also want to do the dancing and the singing as well, yeah. but like specifically the dancing. Yeah. I couldn't do the physicality of like Bert. There's no way. No way. With some practice, I could absolutely do it. And I'd want them to put, if we're redoing, if I wasn't being picky, I want them to put some more of the dance in as well. There you go. Yeah. Ethan, did you use one? Uh, I don't know if I could do a better job, but um, I'm going to steal Tom Holland's life. I'd love to be his Spider-Man, because I love Spider-Man, and we're about the same age. I don't know. I just want to be Spider-Man. Solid choice. Yeah. Yeah. He's not even bad. He's great. I just, I don't know. I want to try. Um, and next, we have Russell Osborne, and this is this is specifically for Ian. Oh. Uh, he's always wanted to know how you teach film, and wants to know if you look at the cinematography, the screenplay, the acting, or if it's like a mix of everything, and I, then how do you choose what you teach? I remember this. I'm not trying to be pedantic. I think he said, how do you teach a film? Oh, yeah, a yeah. film. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, basically, um, the exam board we have over here, um, gives us a two year curriculum. It says you have to study, uh, various things. So, for instance, we start off, uh, here's a real quick, here's, here's your 90 second whistle stop tour. We start off by teaching them all the, uh, terminology. So I go through how all the cinematography, camera angles, camera distances, stuff like that, how sound works, how editing works, how mise-en-scene works. That's costume and, and setting and all that stuff. And we show them lots of examples. And we analyze lots of examples, usually clips from Marvel movies to keep them interested. And then we go ahead and we learn about genre. And so we look at two films that have been pre-selected from the same genre. I can't really choose. They give me a list. I get to choose two of them. I used to do rear window and witness which was great now i'm doing dracula and the lost boys which i'm less excited Ooh, about oh i love lost boys i watched it for the first time it's all right oh, um it's, great. it's not as good as witness witness is amazing and so is rear window 
Then I got to teach independent film and talk about what makes independent film independent and what dark humor is and things like that. So I used to do Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, now I'm going to do Juno, which isn't bad. Then I got to teach a um, foreign language film, and we just look at representation, usually of age, could be gender. Uh, so I used to do uh, Let the Right One In, which is a great Swedish vampire movie, and now I do... Uh, oh, we haven't decided yet. It's not until the, the following year we have to worry about that. And then two of them I do get to hang on to. One is British film, so I do James Bond, Skyfall. And we look nice. at what we look at British iconography in James Bond and how James Bond himself is now a British icon. My favorite one. So the one. silhouette, like Bond himself, is now just as much a piece of British yeah, culture. Like the gun Have icons. you heard yeah, yeah. that they've um, signed on to do 15 more movies or something over the next X amount of years? Sure. One of the, just while we're on that, one of the fun little stories that came out about the Queen, because obviously she did that sketch for the Olympics and she was James Bond. They went Mm. to, the guy who like helped wrote it was talking to her um, dresser because they wanted to know like what she'd be wearing for the ceremony Mm. so that they could. It's Danny Boyle, isn't it? It was Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle directed the opening ceremonies, yeah. Yeah. No, so the, the dresser, oh, the yeah, Queen's dresser. Sorry, she so said whoever was directing it probably went to, I guess, the Queen's dresser. No, sorry, the the person who was writing the sketch went to the Queen's dresser, um, and they basically asked what she'd be wearing, and she went, "You know that she's up for doing it, right? Yeah, because they were going to hire an actor and just have an actor oh, really? do it, and they and it was the the lady who was in charge of dressing the Queen that went. You know, she's she said she'll do it. Now that and the Paddington thing are two really nice touches. Yeah, and yeah. they and she originally didn't have any lines in the James Bond one, and she asked for a line. You have to have her do because people will always be questioning if it's really her, of yeah. course, or if they're really in the same space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other one is uh, I just said it, Jai Ho, Slumdog Millionaire. And we look at narrative and how narrative is structured, and that's actually a perfect one because it bounces back and forth between like our prime timeline, him on the show, and then him with all these little episodes that each question links to. So it's perfect for sort of teaching how to structure. Never seen it. Uh, I film. Oh, really? Never. It's one that we will do without Never question. Yeah. Without question, it's one that we will do. We so, gotta do that. And one. and the, the, that's basically how I teach a film. We watch it once all the way through. I think a little bit of context, not much. And then we look at three or four scenes in really, really close close detail. And then we learn how to write a long-form answer based on that, using all the terminology we talked about. But yeah, I, I, I lecture a lot. So it's a, it's not nearly as um, intense. streamlined as what we do here on the pod. Yeah. It's much more intense. And we really get really granular with each individual moment. So that's that, yeah. But uh, that's how you teach film. Hey, nice. Uh, next up, we have... The poet laureate again, Dwayne Smith. <laughs> Dwayne Smith. A wordsmith is Dwayne Smith. <laughs> uh, he made that joke when we did that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, do you have or had any uh, nicknames? Uh, how about any that you have for each other? And then he specifically says, be nice to Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> um, A couple I of be- mine give away my surname. Yeah, so we're going to do that. Yeah. I believe mm. Ethan when I first showed up at the uh, Amateur Dramatic Group, we showed up at the, the Ian Jr., little Ian, things yeah, like that. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'd be like, like, yeah, we're not making this stuff up to a degree. Um, I can go with my childhood the- one. Yep. Uh, my childhood nickname was Moose. Uh, Moose. To the point that it's, I still get pictures of Moose's like on my Facebook wall from my dad because he is still what my name was. But it came about because when I was angry as like between a three and like 10 year old i would throw tantrums but not like on the floor tantrums i would stand upright and i would stamp my feet but i would stamp my feet like a charging like animal would so moose came about and there was a whole song about moose amu um and 
moose get angry was one of dad's favorite catchphrases like if i was getting upset he'd go moose get angry which of course antagonized yeah. me at the time <laughs> but at um, least they find it entertaining then i guess they found it very yeah. entertaining to wind me up because yeah there's lo- i've got lots of childhood stories about me being wound up by my dad <laughs> um but yeah so my childhood uh nickname was moose and it still still stands uh, I've been calling my surname as like a nickname most of my life. Mm-hmm. Whether I was in high school and it was a different surname. I have, I've got one of those first names that doesn't really lend itself well to personality. Mm-hmm. So you tend to add stuff in. Uh, I've had, my dad called me Peanut growing up for a bit. That was mm-hmm. Peanut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when I was working at various places, I, I, was, I got Great One once and that was more of I think, an indication of how they felt i felt about myself <laughs> uh, and i play into it going you damn right <laughs> uh or google i got google a lot uh because i seem to have a a, a lot uh, of answers a lot of answers to a lot of things or you know that was more so one when i was getting into poker a lot and they'd call me google plus it sounds similar to just a different part of of who i am so uh yeah so that i guess i guess those would be mine um Liam? Didn't really have many nicknames. Uh, in high school, for a bit, I was known as Fonzie because oh. of the hair and the jeans and the thing that I... I, I was going from a, a rebel without a cause phase, do you know what I mean? It seems like all your phases really, sort of just overlap because you know, your greaser phase is your rebel without a cause phase, which is your Fonzie <laughs> phase. Um, and later on... If you've I, ever directed Liam on stage, you have to go, stop Zuko-ing! <laughs> <laughs> When I got older and I left school, went to college, I grew my hair out and um, I got called Jesus for a bit. Um, but the one that stuck for a while was Tree Hugger. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's mainly mate Joe who would call me Tree Hugger. Oh. It, that would stick. When I lived in Phoenix, they called me Canada the whole time. Canada. <laughs> that was my name, Canada. Canada. After a while, at one point I was tired. I got grumpy. I'm like, I have a name. <laughs> I have a name. Learn it. <laughs> yeah. I've already had many nicknames, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, Ethan. Um, in, in high school, uh, I still don't understand why, cause he wasn't even culturally relevant in like 2014, but, uh, because I could sing, uh, someone started calling me Darulo after Jason Darulo. Oh, they did. <laughs> yeah. And it stuck for a long hang time. On, I can remember hang on. That. Hang on. This was like your either Twitter or Facebook handle this, as well, though, changed, for a while. I changed my Facebook yeah. name to this because everyone called me Darulo and yeah. I was like, I guess I'm going to have to accept this because if I don't, it'll continue. This is my life. Um, And then, Uh, like, I changed it because I I grew out of that and I hated it. Um, But recently, some friends online uh, got my name wrong and accidentally called me Tethan. So that's kind of stuck with me online now, I guess. So my friends keep calling me Tethan. I don't know. What what, what did Hermes say? Team? Oh, Tethan. which is pretty pretty apt um but no it was either the rulo uh which i still hate because i can't pronounce these correctly because of my accent yeah my i'm plosives are really difficult for me because i really i really uh, emphasize them so i hated saying that but uh yeah that that, that was a ethan's fun little story uh thank you for reminding me of that um next we have another one from carlo and he says uh worst job experience you've had or best job experience i'll jump in with the worst Uh, i worked for a week maybe two weeks on a garlic farm um so they'd already done the planting we were harvesting and it was all like crop share work so it was like how much you brought in was how much you got paid but it wasn't the we weren't yeah we, we, we weren't brought in for like enough um enough time It, it wasn't equitable 
So like the guy's kid made like like triple what we did. Like we got paid. I paid got paid so little for that. Like so yeah. so little for that. And uh, he purposely, you know, would exploit like teenage labor. Like you know, it wasn't an official job. We were all just doing cash in hand, weren't we? Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't feel comfortable. Didn't feel confident. Uh, just because I was a bit awkward as a teenager, anyway. So it wasn't a good situation. Found a lot of marijuana plants <laughs> <They've been laughs> hidden, hidden amongst the garlic. Um, and my hands just stank. If I got like garlic, my hands. I'm, I couldn't touch garlic for years. My hands just reeked of it for for, for weeks. You couldn't scrub it off. Wow. Oh, it was brutal. So that was my worst. I guess my best is, you know, I, days I get to go in, I'm teaching film for four hours and I'm, you know, cool. sometimes we're watching, sometimes we're analyzing, but you know, it's, it's, it's the greatest teaching is the greatest job in the sense of, you know, as, I think everyone who says it's really rewarding, I think it's a cliche for a reason. I think those who do a good job and want to see people succeed and they're actually invested in seeing young people see themselves as differently than they did previously because they have accomplished the impossible. Mm. I think if that doesn't get you excited about your job, you're in the wrong line of work. And it does get me excited. So I think that's the best work situation that I have got. Plus, I also get to be my own boss. So I get to do (laughs) what I want to do a lot as far as like, not the rules, but as far as like, here's what I want to teach and how I'm going to teach it. I make the rules, so that's quite cool. I've got a best and worst. My worst was absolutely with my first proper job at 16 years old. I was a fully qualified lifeguard. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the UK, if you are employed as a lifeguard, the wage that they have to pay you is a, a slightly above minimum wage yep. because you've got people's lives in your hands, mm-hmm. essentially. Now, the loophole being that is if a swimming pool or leisure center were able to work hard to hire you as a leisure assistant with lifeguarding duties they can pay you what you want they can yeah. pay you minimum wage and below now at 16 years old when i was 16 minimum wage in the uk was something along the lines of three pound 64 so i was paid three pound 64 an hour to lifeguard but also because then they put us on as leisure assistants we also did all the cleaning as well mm-hmm. so we scrubbed the scum lines around the pool which is like the yellow line that appears if you don't clean it because it's like sweat and fat where people have been in the pool yeah and you clean the communal changing bathrooms where the older ladies did not have any qualm getting completely naked and showering in the non-cubicled cubicles like and so <laughs> yeah and i was paying like nine pound return on a train ticket so three hours of my work Every time I was doing it wasn't actually, I wasn't getting. So that's probably the worst one. One of my most enjoyable, but it's so difficult to find a good place of work for it is early years. Absolutely adore early years with, it's for the same sort of reasons, but because they're between like two and four, the growth is significant quite quickly. Um, but my be- the best job. So I've for people who are maybe from the UK, early years is like a preschool, but that di- means different things in America as well, doesn't it? So early kindergarten, I think. Yeah, so it's age? like a, so it is like a properly. It, it's part of the actual. Early it's, years, it's licensed. Yeah, yeah. Early years in the UK is between zero and five. Is what yeah. the is what early is, mm. and it is has a proper statutory framework and those sort of things. Yeah. Um, but my yeah, my the best job I've ever done is while I was at uni for three or four weeks, I was employed as an elf. <laughs> now, the elves that we were were like branded as the naughtiest elves. Mm-hmm. So we were given we but we didn't speak, so we had these like little squeaker things that you put in your mouth and just made with them. I didn't end up needing it because I could do it without it. Um but you squeaked rather than doing anything and I we did garden visits were my favorite ones because you basically got paired up with another elf you got given a list of 
addresses and rough times and you went round to these gardens and you had a bag that had silly string in it would have candy canes in it would have all sorts of stuff in and if you were lucky they'd left out stuff for you to play with as well and what you did is you'd go in for the first five minutes not noticing the kids at the window like purposefully ignoring them and just make a massive mess <laughs> like play with the stuff they'd left out one lady left out like a pot of tea so i drank the pot of tea from the pot like and those sorts of things it was great when they left whipped cream um <laughs> and then you'd turn and you'd notice the kids and then you go up to the windows and you put your face up against the window and like make faces on the window and like make your pig nose and all those sorts of things and you just did spend all day doing that and it was it was incredible like luckily the girl that i got partnered up with one time I did it properly like the full day she was actually I was up in Liverpool but she was from down here as well but had lived up here and it was just oh it was just so much fun being a complete child but being paid to like mess up people's gardens it was brilliant it was so much fun loved it my worst job hands down you know I'm a bit of a clean freak I worked as a chambermaid which was like uh, going in cleaning rooms in a hotel mm-hmm. I did one day <laughs> one shift and I'd go into these rooms and it was so demoralizing to see such mess. And then you'd go in, you'd clean it and you'd get everything right and you'd go, yeah, done a good job there. Next room, same thing. Yeah. Same, it feels like you're going into a time warp. So like someone's just messed the room up, you've just cleaned. Yeah. Because they all look the same. Oh, so, and the women, I'm sorry, Georgia, but women were the worst. They would leave sanitary towels on the floor and all sorts. I mean, it was just absolutely, <laughs> and I... I remember um, there was one guy, he must have been quite well off. He had a briefcase that he'd left open with a phone in it, money. And you're like, you've just left this all on the side. What are you doing? People are so left things out like that was like they're in their own home. And you're coming in to clean. It's amazing what people do when they think when they know someone else is cleaning up and the level of disregard that'll happen with that. There's a lot one of the worst things I ever found in a bin was a load of hair. Somebody chop off all their hair, which is weird. Anyway, uh, that was my worst job because that was so... I felt crap finishing that job. Anyway, I did one day. My best job, um, I I was working as a barman for a bit um, and I'd lost my my job as a barman because they wanted me to go home. Um, They didn't want me to go home for Christmas. I wanted to go home for Christmas and I was working away. And um, I happened to get to know this guy in this bar who owned a nightclub. Mm-hmm. And he said to me one day when I was walking, I'd just quit my job, but I had two weeks before I went home mm-hmm. and um, for Christmas. And uh, <laughs> I bumped him in the street and he went, what are you up to? What are you doing out and about? You're always working. You, you know, you're a, you're a waiter by day and a barman by night. What are you doing out? I went, oh, well, I've just jacked him a job. He was like, why? I was like, oh, I explained. I want to go home for Christmas. They wouldn't let me busiest time and blah 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 he went do you want a job for the next two weeks i went what in your club there's a barman he went no he said you happened to mention you did a bit of dancing right at college i went yeah i did (laughs) he went one of my podium dancers have just uh just quit i was like really he was like yeah i was like well okay then you know come along i audition and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I said to this girl who was a female dancer, I said, can you just dance to one of the numbers? And she went, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she got up, danced away. She got down. I got up. Bear in mind, there's bar staff, security, management, all these people saw watching. This is in the middle of the afternoon. So I get up on this podium and I'm dancing away and it finishes and you can hear a pin drop. 
mouths were open mm-hmm. and I get off and I went, oh, that went bad. <laughs> oh, well. And uh, the female dancer who got up and danced to show me what I was doing, she went, wow. I went, what? She went, I have never seen a man move like a woman in all my life. No. <laughs> <laughs> I went, I was copying what you did. <laughs> and um, for, long story short, I got the job and do you know what? I, like, you know when they used to um, send like little, um, you know the bullet holders things, they have belts. Yep. And they go around with shot glasses. Yep. And you go and sell shots. I used to give away more than I sold, <coughs> but I used to make more money <laughs> than anybody else doing it. Because I think people should just give me like Probably money. because they knew it was a 50% chance they're getting a free drink. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so you do like three songs on, three songs off. Yeah. It was one of the best jobs ever. It was so fun. Really enjoyed that. Ethan. Um, most of my terrible, like, they're all from the same job, really, because the job before that I worked in the kitchen and it was very short-lived because the place shut down very soon after. Um, but, like, my main job that I used to work, I used to work in a supermarket, and uh, I was very androgynous looking at the time. I had long hair, I had paint my nails, I had a face mask on face mask on because it was COVID, you know, so I just get a lot of very transphobic comments because they were like, you think, they think I'm a girl, but I'm actually sound like man, and then blah, blah, blah. But the like that that's nothing compared to uh, it was like three days before the the first ever COVID lockdown and obviously people are getting real tetchy, um and I was doing the self service stuff so I'm just making sure people are scanning blah blah blah, and there's this one thing I don't know if they have it in the US but where people have a little doodad that will scan the stuff. Uh, as they go around the shop, and then they scan that on a on a machine, and that immediately tallies everything up. Sometimes those will have like random checks to make sure people have scanned everything, because there's always the chance that you know people might have pretended to scan and then use that as a way to just get out of the store without paying for stuff. So we just have to check like ten items or something. It's like the bare minimum, and usually people still get away with it. But this one woman didn't scan like a tin of tomatoes in this massive 300 pound, very clear, like panic buying shop. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I know what like everything going on. But unfortunately, because this item hasn't scanned on this massive shop, I have to rescan everything just to make sure, you know, nothing is stolen and I don't get fired. And she got so mad about this. She threw like some of her items at me and was like, fuck this. I'm not like, and just like, you know, ruined my entire day. I didn't go in for like two weeks because of it. And keep in mind, this is the the start of the pandemic and no one knows what's going on. So yeah, fun little time there being, having cans of soup thrown at me. Uh, best experience, same job, still COVID. Some woman who, um, she she was very immunocompromised and like it was like three months in to the lockdown and she it was the first time she'd like stepped out in public because she needed to buy food because she'd run out and I don't I was just in a good mood that day I guess because I'm not usually talkative and I just had a conversation with her and at the end she was like thank you for this because I've been so scared about the fact of coming back out with everything going on and this has really eased my concern. I felt like a genuinely good person and it it still makes me, I still think about it because it was just, it was a nice human response that you never really get. You forget there are people buying their eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But uh, next we have another Dwayne Smith. We are in the, we're in the, the, the end game of this now. And Dwayne Dwayne Smith Smith says, uh, (laughs) who are your role models? Uh, Who were they growing up and throughout your life and, and right now? 
Oh. Wow, what a question. That's a difficult one. Mm. Um, I don't know. My dad died when I was young. Um, my stepdad and I didn't get along. We were, we were two very different people. Different, different, different worlds. Uh, I probably found a lot of surrogate father figures or role models in teachers and things like that and wanted to, to gain their approval was currency. Not, not through doing my work, but <laughs> like being funny and just being considered clever. Like writing a good paper was just proof that you worked hard. It wasn't meaning you're clever. I just want to be acknowledged for being clever. So I guess that, um, I mean, I don't know. I'm podcasting. I guess I got some role models, but, uh, you know, uh, John Pollock, waiting. Uh, oh, my word. Bob McCown. Yeah. Matthew Barry. Those are. Those are good ones there. Um, I guess um, my first head of the department was a uh, was someone who I who I uh, I didn't pattern myself after. We were different, but there were elements that I, that he that, that he had that I nicked or that I tried to sort of go. I could develop like this. That would be good. So there's mine in a, in a short form. Uh, generally professional or academically inclined um, sort of ones there. Georgia. Yeah, mine are usually um, theater or performance inclined, but I think that kind of speaks to what I would love to be doing and i think i live vicariously through other people that are doing it so you get the likes of from over here very much um especially growing up as well carrie hope fletcher who i spent years watching on youtube and then finally got to meet in june of this year which was incredible um so people like that that influenced me from a young age as well um but then again people like the guys from starkid and the guys from tin can brothers and the guys from shipwrecked who i've again kind of almost grown up with because i discovered them when i was maybe 10 11 12 like their earliest stuff and have kind of then developed as their genre of stuff has gone through not family friendly but not but like 12 age-ish through to like now some of their stuff is almost bordering on like horror comedy and those sorts of things so i've developed a sense of humor as they've developed their production style and all these different things so yeah people people like that i guess um i'm gonna say i'm gonna mention three three people here that had a big influence on me as a kid um my mum left me when i was really young uh alcoholic it was quite a horrible time growing up actually as a child never physically abusive but more mentally abusive than i remember a lot and i think it still carries with me to this day as an adult Mm. um but my dad is was my hero and still is my hero um he that how i see the world and how i am with people is due to him um and i think without that guidance from him i wouldn't be the man i am today um he if i ever say this to him he he always go no 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 he went regardless of whether i was he said you were a strong-willed kid he said you were always your own person he said Whatever I said or did didn't matter. You were who you are and what you do. You had a very strong will as a kid. And I'm like, but you don't understand. You had such a bearing on me. It's, it's incredible, which most father figures do. And uh, the second person was an iconic person who I was like, oh, my God, you can do that. Evil Knievel. I was like, I want to be like Evil Knievel. <laughs> and I had this mad uh, thing as a child where... I'd be like, I'm going to jump the highest. I'm going to go the longest. I'm going to be the best at everything physical mm-hmm. and stunt wise. So that's how I got into acting was because I want to be a stuntman. And the third person is a teacher um, who 
everyone used to fear at school because they used to call him Dracula and he was the deputy head and he was a and even I I used to dread him um, because I was always getting told off and wrong and would have to go see him and one thing I hated was being disappointing towards people you know I always want I was a people pleaser I want to be that ray of sunshine be that person and blah 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 and whenever I went to him I was always getting wrong for stuff there was always minor things and stuff like that. Anyway, I had this real big falling out with him one day and I thought I was going to be expelled and I wasn't. And he said to me, why are you still sitting here outside his office like three hours later? And I went, because sir, you told me to wait. He went, you're not the kid I thought you were. He said, I thought you'd have got up, walked out and gone, well, screw you. And I wasn't. And he put me back into his um, office and we sat and talked, talked about my my childhood at the time and my aspirations of being an actor or a stuntman. And when I left school, I had such a good rapport with him. When I left school, he said to me, he took me aside after I got my record of achievement. And he said, please go out and do what you want to do. He said, the world is a stage and each must play the part. Now go play yours. And that always stuck with me. Is that a Shakespearean thing? Yes. Okay. All the world's a stage and all the actors merely players or all the people merely players. Yeah, and he and he and it really stuck with me. And it weren't until many, 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 many years later, in the current job that I'm in, um a, a policeman walked in and he had the similar name of this teacher who I used to who I thought a lot of. And I said, um, oh, I said, uh, I ain't seen that name since I was a child. He went, Yes, Liam. He's my dad. Oh. And I went how the hell do you know my name? <laughs> and to this day, he still remembers who I am and talks about me. Isn't that an amazing thing? That's amazing. Yeah. Because mm. you think of all the pupils, you, 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 you amaze me, all the pupils you've taught and how you remember most of those kids. Yeah. It's incredible. And that's, I must have lost, lost, last, made a lasting impression on him for him to remember. Yep. You know, so and that's really nice. And, I have been out and I have tried to do stuff and I have tried to make the world my stage and I'm still doing it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Ethan? Uh, as a kid and even now, it was always Steve Irwin. Like his oh, animal rights and activism was great. Yeah. Steve Irwin uh, and I don't know, it used to be Taika Waititi when I was starting to get into wanting to do film. Uh, I kind of dropped off when he became a Hollywood guy just because not the same for me, but yeah. Uh, next up, because we are like four questions away, we have <laughs> Nate the Great, and he says, "Have you come to appreciate uh, film more since starting the podcast?" I'll let everybody else answer that one. <laughs> appreciate film more? Um, yes and no. I think it's a double-edged sword because you see things in a different light. You see things that you can appreciate some things more because you understand what they've done. But equally, you can appreciate some things less because you can understand what they've not done or what they've done wrong. Um, yeah, that's my answer. You've taken the other pill and you see the world for what it is. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, kind of the same. I, I, Where I used to watch a trashy film and go, oh, I enjoy this, and now we break it down and we go, uh, maybe that's not so good. Maybe that... I'm going back to it again. Dangerous Minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I loved this film as a kid, um, mainly with Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, but now I look at it and I go, I, can't, I don't know if I can watch it again. I think I need – I love the fact that we do this podcast. I love the fact that I can watch a movie and go, oh, 
oh, that's a Dutch angle. Oh, that's um, cinema photography, uh, you know, using different lenses and stuff like that. Um, I like seeing how things work, but it also tarnishes a little in the fact I can't just watch a film within a film anymore. Um, there's the odd film like like Top Gun, Maverick, when you know there's not going to be any award-winning Oscars, you know, there's no, not going to be, on, you know, but it is a great film and you can just switch off. Very rarely do I watch a film now where I can just switch off, where I won't be looking at it at different angles. And I think that's just a, a, a learnt, taught thing. I think that's a bit like directing. When you used to direct um, shows, mm-hmm. um, do you look at other people's shows now and go, I'd have done this, I'd have done that, or you I don't think, watch a show with I don't know if directing's any different than when we, were all, when we do shows anyway and we go see other people's shows. Oh, okay. I don't think directing's add anything to it. I think the most critical people of amateur dramatics is other amateur dramatics groups. Yeah. Mm. They can be actually quite, I'm trying to think of a word that's appropriate. <laughs> Catty. Yeah, like, unnecessarily critical. Yeah. And they're unable to enjoy it anymore. So yeah, there's a little bit of that where we're we're so busy being used to the ones being on stage that you forget what it's like to just be an audience member. Yeah, and just take yourself away and just enjoy it. Although it'd be fair, I mean, whenever I sit, I go, I could sing that, or I could sing that better than that. Yeah, sure, sure, I do. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's that part. But that's more about the performer than it is the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for the most part, actually, no, I don't. I don't do a whole lot with with the directing of a show because I'm naturally a performer first. Oh, okay. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Ethan. I think I've come become less uh, pes- pessimistic. I used to be really pessimistic, like a couple years ago, when I was like, "I'm all the films of blah 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 and the main people." But I kind of go back, and I'm like, "We still make the same kind of mistakes as we did then, or there's still really good stuff now." And I think I've been able to open my my mind up to to more stuff outside of like what's usually just the main cinema thing, more independent stuff, and just appreciating film a bit more than I than I used to because I saw it at surface like level instead of just everything else surrounding it mm. even though like I was really critical anyway of stuff but like I think I've learned to kind of be both more analytical but also less pessimistic yeah um podcast I don't know let's refine some stuff I just really enjoy kind of just leading conversations on things so no probably my appreciation of film hasn't changed all that much um i don't know i mean i guess i'd push back a little bit on on what you said liam um <laughs> where i'd go it's kind of like when you couldn't cook not you specifically when because when, <laughs> you still can't cook but when someone can't cook and then all of a sudden you know you, you you learn how to cook and does it mean that oh i missed back in the days when i thought you know whatever crap i used to do because all i knew how to do was good like you know cup noodle pot noodle whatever it is and they sit back and go Oh, I missed the days when pot noodle used to be tail. Well, no, because pot noodle always sucked, but I, I, I didn't know better. Yeah, I, yeah. I know how to do anything better than that. Now I know how to do things better than that. And I can still do a really nice pasta-based dish, but a better so t- Top Gun. It's not, it's not a steak. It's still a pizza, mm. but it's a really good, tasty pizza with the, like decent ingredients in it. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. they've done, if you're going to do pizza, they've done pizza right. The best way you can do pizza. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, here's the two pound thing you get in the shop at, uh, <laughs> yeah. at whatever you just threw it in, you burnt it a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah, there's that. Um, what else we got? Uh, we have uh, the second to last of Dwayne Smith, who says, Which cancelled shows annoyed you the most, particularly if there were any that were never tied up? Glow. Oh. 
Yeah, Glow. I've not got an answer yeah. for this, I don't think. Uh, a Glow. There's a lot of series that only made one season. Those those are hard because they weren't really tight. You know, the sort of things you were sort of waiting for. But Glow's the big one because the pandemic happened and they never actually tied up a, a bunch of loose ends where they were going. So that, that's me. Um, I, uh, I really enjoyed a show called Banshee. Um, they did four seasons, ten episodes is each season, and it's with the guy who plays Homelander. In oh, the Anthony Boys. Starr, I remember that. Yeah, show, yeah, it's really, really good. I felt like they they could have gone a while with that. I think they could have gone another season at least. Um, still one of the best TV shows I've seen in a long, long while. That annoyed me. That did give it a kind of finale, but not a not a finale I I wanted. But, yeah. I mean, some stuff I've discovered on the way, like Freaks and Geeks I discovered, but that was after the fact, so I knew it was closed already. So one that I was yeah. experiencing in real time. That lasted more than a season. Yeah, I pretty much given. Oh, I'll that. tell you what else. Ashes to Ashes. They did a TV show over in England called Ashes to Ashes, set in the 80s. I hated the ending. I hated it. It's a brilliant show. Three seasons. Phenomenal. But the ending, the last episode, pile of crap. Okay. It's not what I wanted. Ethan? Uh, like the Marvel Netflix stuff, like Daredevil being cancelled sucked, and I wanted another American Vandal, but that's Netflix cancelling everything. Uh, Disney has got that, that now, hasn't they? Yeah. Uh, the one that... Oh, yeah, but like I, I really like uh, Netflix's Daredevil. I'm looking forward. He's, he shows up in She-Hulk this week, so yeah. But uh, the one that really bothered me, because it was a cancellation where they finished the show, but it was cancelled because of the pandemic, was Supernatural. Because Supernatural was a really fun show, and the final season, they, like, had to cancel it because of the pandemic, which meant, dear lord, the f- the final episodes are so bad. Who's, like, they- who's Glord? <laughs> good, good lord, Glord! D- dear Glord. <laughs> uh, he's the brother of Lord, uh, Guy Lord. But no, uh, the supernatural finale is like the cancellation really bothered me because it sucked. They sent a guy to hell because he was gay, and then they just killed another character for not. Ethan, like, stop yeah. ruining the end. I, it, it ruined itself. Please. Uh, that like that I think people say that's worse than Game of Thrones is ending. Like I've not finished Game of Thrones yet. I just got to season. It's two, different because Game of Thrones yeah. was the was the number one talked about yeah, show on television. And Su- Supernatural was <laughs> the teen show, and then everyone it forgot was, about it. It was very niche. Yeah. yeah, it was so niche, but you know, I'll throw yeah, a reality show for kicks and kicks. The Mall. I loved the Mall. It was amazing. Don't know what that is. Um, imagine a, a group shows so eight of us, ten of us, whatever it is, and we're all working towards a thing. And if we get this thing right, we add money to our collective bank, which the person who wins the whole series will take at the end of the thing. But one of us isn't really in it for the money. One of us is a mole, mole meaning undercover agent for the producers, and their job is to sporadically not everyone but every now and then run interference so we don't succeed whatever our mission is so if we fail our mission the money doesn't get added and at the end of every episode every person has to take a quiz on who they think the mole might be so was the you know in 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 this episode was the mole one of the runners the searchers the this and the person gets the lowest score on the test gets eliminated each week so each week you think it's the fun for home isn't really who wins it's if if you guess for who the mole is is right and it goes down and down and down and down and so i nailed both of them really quickly but it was it was really fun to sort of watch that and analyze behaviors that's kind of how my brain goes and i'm going that doesn't make any sense you wouldn't do that so yeah that was fun cool next next we have carlo 
And he says, now that there are no more Back to the Future movies, what are the plans for the next BFE anniversary? Good question. That is a good question. Um, don't know. Police Academy movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, could, just be, movie. could just be whatever's naturally, naturally <laughs> <Harry> up. Harry Potter. <laughs> could be just whatever's naturally up, or we could... You know, just go back in time and start again. <laughs> um, review of a review. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think I review our first our first episode. Jeez. Um, yeah, I don't really know. Um, interesting question. You'll find out. Mm. Yeah, we'll yeah. find out in due time. Um, is this something that makes more sense of a series? Maybe uh, I don't really know. We we, we we got a few series we're working on. We do a Star Wars yeah. movie every year. Um, we're going to do an Austin Powers movie every year. Really? Yeah, um, baby. We haven't done the second Lord of the Rings one I was thinking about the other day. Oh, yeah. Rings of Powers came out the other week. Yeah. So there's all yeah. sorts of stuff. When we first started this podcast, we needed a movie that people would latch onto. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, why the, that's why Back to the Future was number one. And that's why it was, that was the reason it was number one, wasn't yeah. it? Some, the, something that people would naturally gravitate towards. And yeah, something we could we could work with a classically popular movie yeah. that mm. with an easy access point to talk about wasn't yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was a good I don't start. Think the Cornetto movies have crossed the pond, Ethan? Maybe not by I that name. Maybe not yeah. by that name. But Shaun yeah. of the Dead, um, to a lesser degree, um, Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz and to a much Fuzz. lesser degree, well, yeah. World's End, yeah. yeah, World's End is like the is like a week third. I think it is the week third anyway. I love I love World's End. I think they're all pretty equal, but. No, if you got any recommendations, throw them our way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We're always open to and stuff. Finally, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Dwayne Smith. <laughs> Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. <laughs> he had a lot of questions. Dwayne he Smith. <laughs> and we we have our first food our first and final food question of Woo, this one, which food. is what's your go to takeaway? Oh. <sighs> this is a difficult question, because usually when I order takeaway, I order for myself and over, I'm sure it's the same other places, but you have to like hit a minimum delivery spend, and then you also mm. have to hit like then you have to pay the delivery on top of it, and that's just really annoying because we live like slightly outside of like a town, and even our best takeaway isn't the best takeaway that you'd get other places. Uh. Um, so if I was ordering, if I'm being like really gluttonous and going to spend like fifty quid on a takeaway, I would get Chinese yeah. because then it would like feed me for the next three meals, and it's amazing. But if it's a single person thing, then probably like a kebab or Indian because they usually have smaller yeah. price points that I can hit or Domino's pizza because they deliver for one pound 50 and I don't have to spend loads anyway. So, yeah. 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 Chinese is always my go-to um, as if we're all ordering at the same time rather yep. than just a, a single order. Uh, but Domino's pizza. I like, I like a, mm. a cheeseburger pizza. Oh, oh what's wrong with you? Oh, um, I love them. Depends again how many you're with. I like a kebab. Kebab's quite nice. Kebab's a thing that's quite local to England. I didn't have kebabs back in Canada at least. But also, it doesn't feel as unhealthy because it's no, salad with it. Salad with it. <laughs> <laughs> if, you get, if, you get, if you get like chicken shish, it's, yeah. it's, it's quite reasonable. Yeah. Um, if, I, if, I, if I can tweak it ever so slightly and go like, what's a, what's a mid-price dine-in I would do? Um, I, I I love a fresh sushi, so Ooh, yeah, that's me. Yeah. If I'm if I'm tr- place, if I'm treating yeah. myself, I'll drive forty five minutes and I'll go to a proper sushi place and, and spend about forty quid on it. Um, 
But the, yeah, that's that's the other option there. But uh, if it's just a takeaway, uh, kebab, Indian, Chinese, what, what's the mood for that night? So the question mm. is, you know, what your go-to mm. is, is that that specific thing? If it's Chinese, I got to be with friends because that's a huge price point to, 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 to get into. Yeah. It's so, a communal sharing thing as well. Yeah, so if it's just for me, um, kebab or Indian. Yeah. Yeah. And and and, and, a, and for an Indian, I'll, I'll, I'll go this far. Uh, it's like some sort of lamb vindaloo with mm. a garlic naan. Some sort of um, textured rice, so a coconut or an onion or mushroom, something like that, and uh, and and some bhajis. I'll be good. Onion bhajis. Oh, but the Papa John's with the onion salad and mango chutney, because that's how you eat mango chutney. And you just yeah, the they're, they're, yep. they're vehicles for getting yep. the, uh, yeah. the, uh, yeah. the the sundries into your mouth, whether it's lime pickle or uh, <laughs> oh, onion salad. Pickle. I love a lime pickle. Didn't know what to think of it the first time I had it. I remember the first time I had it, my, 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 my housemate took me out, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> uh, Ethan, did we get yours? Uh, no, I, I I mainly only ever have like a takeaway when I'm in London, because I don't like, like the, I'm going to sound like a, such a hipster right now, I don't really like the big chain ones, just because the, they're always a bit too how, greasy. How many big chains can we get delivered to us here? Domino's. Uh, Domino's. That's uh, it. Yeah. I don't really like the ones Even we ever McDonald's have. Even McDonald's deliver here. Ethan, Ethan, Ethan can get Subway. I can get Subway. And he'll probably get McDonald's in a couple of weeks. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's, opening, moving, it's opening really soon. I move house in like three weeks. And yeah, I'm I'm way too close to a load of takeaway places now and I hate it. But um, whenever I'm in London, there's this chicken shop, like literally like a two minute walk away every time. And it's so, it's so good and it's <laughs> so cheap. And they also have jollof and I love jollof rice. So yeah, big up London. East, East London chicken shops are great. Coop. I had a student who used to go on about chip shops here are nothing like chip shops in London. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you chicken get like sh- five wings and chicken and chips. Oh, it's over. I was like, I got, 12, I got twelve chicken wings for like six pounds yeah, three weeks. It's, it's insane. So it's so good. It's I'm, I can't. And they call you boss man. <laughs> it's so Listen, good. I can't. No. I can't. How do you have this much energy at this time of night, dude? You're talking about I ate half a gammon steak, and, like, yeah. and I'm I am running off uh, endorphins of hunger. But also because we've reached the end. Hey, that there was we are. all of our, our mailbag is empty. It, so if you have more questions, the uh, mailbag's it's open. open. Yeah, mail- it is. Open. Open. It's so it weird. Shots. I delayed for so long. We don't. We don't have questions. We don't have a question. And all of a sudden, I woke up like, "What is going on?" <laughs> so thank you for the questions. But yeah, thank you, yeah. we'll yeah. do the next thing. We'll do will be like an off script, and we'll just sort of let the yeah. let's go on again. All, all right. right, I like the off script. Yeah. Take us out, buddy. So thank you so much for listening to this BFE mailbag. If there is a question that you wanted to ask us, then send us uh, a tweet at BFE, uh, was it best film ever pod on Twitter and use the hashtag us BFE. <laughs> I forgot our branding. Sorry. I'm about to take a second. We anyway. also have a Patreon up on Patreon. Yeah. It's patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh the episodes we, we've just had out we had just done we just finished recording our episode on about time for best film ever uh this week next week or whenever i don't know when it'll this be comes next out. week yeah uh we just had we also did an episode or our we will be doing an episode you know the energy you said i just yeah. had it just disappeared it's all energy there's no listening yeah. taking place yeah. Jeez. Uh, we just will be rambling. having an episode on uh the big Shaw as well with alex from main street finance uh like Ian said, we have a patreon there's a c not a c let's skip it uh cleared for takeoff on headless uh, t- 
headless yep thank you i keep forgetting <laughs> names uh we've also got a royal round table soon as well so give us uh your top five uh royal based movies <laughs> 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 I just saw Ian's face drop. It's, it's just, <laughs> just want you to take us out, buddy. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm rambling. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Real Round uh, Mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode of the BFE Mailbag. I've been Ethan. I've been Ian. I've been Liam. And I've been Georgia. And I think it's very just that I uh, shut the the mailbag now because I think we're we're all a bit tired. No. We'll see you next time. I'm not signing for this next time. <laughs> <laughs> shut the bag. <laughs>